Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. UPS is hiring day sort warehouse workers in our Louisville, Kentucky hub. Our warehouses are team settings where everyone truly has each other's backs, and we work together to deliver what matters to customers and communities. We're paying $20 an hour and offer great benefits, including up to $25,000 in tuition assistance. Eligibility begins the day you're hired. Shift your future, shift your team, shift your life. Visit upsjobs.com to apply. That's upsjobs.com. Make the shift, make a difference. Injured in a car accident? Visit SueDistractedDriver.com. Time now for Dan Issel and Louis Rabot, right here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louie. Good morning, everybody. This is Issel and Louie, ESPN 680, 105.7, and ESPN Louisville app. However you're listening this morning, thank you for joining us. The first hour of the show is brought to you by our friends at Kentucky Tourism. Louie, I think this Oscar Sheboy guy can play. What do you think? I think there's a carryover at Turfway Park, and I'm not really thinking about basketball, Dan. I'm sorry. I'm not. uh, I think we should have a two-hour show about it. Um... Uh, you know, he's breaking records of people that we've never heard of, you know, like Dan Issel and other people. And so, you know, it's, it's no, a, no, 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 no. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't break. Is that rebounding record, record again he, there? How are we doing? He equaled, <laughs> he equaled a record. <laughs> I love it. He, he will break it. He will break it soon. There's no doubt. <laughs> No doubt about he that. He rebounds because it's part of his game. You rebounded because you had to. <laughs> you know, right, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, well the advantage, to oh, be man. fair, the advantage yeah. that, that Oscar has is, uh, you know, if, if you break down offensive rebounds and defensive rebounds, mm. he gets almost as many offensive rebounds. That's fair. And, and the guys I played with could shoot. So there weren't that. I mean, we we weren't shooting thirty five percent in a half. So there weren't as many offensive oh, rebounds man. to be had as I. Like as it. I, <laughs> I like it. Now what a what a performance by Oscar last night. Coach White made one huge uh, bad decision, and that was to come out the second half and play one on one against Oscar. And that's what got him beat because Oscar went nuts after that. You know, it's it, it's interesting. This happened to uh, the other day on the in the two thirty game on Monday. Izzo decided to single Zach Eady, and he goes for like thirty four. They lose by one. Um, obviously, Kentucky was down double, was down eight at half. Outscored Georgia by something like twenty in the second half. Um, so that was a, a pretty large miscalculation. But what was Georgia going to do otherwise? Yeah. Well, it, when it, what happened was Louis, and and have have we come to the end of the severe Wheeler era at Kentucky? You know what? It, we were just talking about this in the back. Every single thing that that fans said about Severe Wheeler is actually true. 
the team is and worse that, when he's on the on the floor, or they're yeah. better, or they're better with a different lineup. Let's put it. Let's not make it super negative. Right. They're right, better with a different right. lineup on the floor. I'll tell you why it worked last night was because Kaysen wasn't great at the beginning of the game, and then Severe came in a little bit of energy, and and something you've said to me that I think you're wrong about. With, the, with at least with these guys is Louis. Don't tell me about minutes. These guys are in their teens and twenties. They have the stamina. Casein Wallace is not built to play 35, 40 minutes a game. He was good at the game at the end of the game yesterday because he had to play less minutes and was fresh at the end of the yeah, game. Yeah, because he was in foul trouble. That's why he had to play less minutes. I understand. And that's, I understand. And that's why Wheeler got as many minutes in the first half as as he did. I think Cal has finally come to the conclusion that we came to uh, uh, two months ago, <laughs> and that is this is a better team when, when Severe's sitting over there next to him. And he in the uh, in the second half, when when Kaysen was not in foul trouble and was able to play, he played 33 seconds. Mm. Cal put him in the game. This this was what happened. Cal put him in the game. He tried to feed the post from the top of the floor. Tried to feed, as we said before, the only player he looks to pass it to is Oscar. Mm. He tries to feed Oscar from on the low post from the top of the key. I think, Louie, it's either fifth grade or sixth grade okay. when you're taught you cannot feed the low post from the top. You have to swing it to the wing to feed the low post. Sounds he right. tries to do it. The ball gets knocked away. It's a turnover. And out he comes. And I, I think that I, I think most people are recognizing this is a better team when he's not playing. Yeah. It, again, it's a tough reality because there have been games in which he was the only energy on the floor or the only obvious, you know, dog on the floor. And so, look, they're better without him. It, it just is what it is. The spacing's better. The, um, the, you know, Oscar is even more effective when he's not on the floor. Which is interesting. I don't know what that deals with. Maybe it is the spacing aspect, but Oscar's better when the spacing is what it is. That lineup where, and frankly, Toppin seems to have more space to operate when Wheeler's not on the floor. That's mm-hmm. been the most interesting dynamic of it for me is that he makes those Toppin plays where you're like, okay, why can't we get this every game when Wheeler's not on the floor? And that's, yeah. a, that's a weird yep. byproduct of, of Wheeler not being yep. on the floor. Why do you think that is? I Well... Because he dominates the basketball. Okay, just, he, just he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't. He he doesn't. He he doesn't get the. He doesn't run the offense away. Now, to his to his to be fair to him, in the first half we went. We saw the exact same thing we saw in the South Carolina game yeah. in the first half. There were. There were no screens. They didn't execute offensively. People weren't setting screens. They weren't moving the basketball. They weren't making hard cuts when they were supposed to cut. The first half offensively looked exactly like South Carolina. Not only on the offensive end, but on the defensive end. I mean, Frick and Frack were going crazy in the first half. They can't guard the ball. Yeah. They can't stay in front of their man. They can't guard the basketball. You can't win if you can't guard the ba- and and they weren't. They 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 reverted back to the way they were playing at uh, in South Carolina. Second half was totally different. They executed offensively. They set screens. They moved the basketball. They got better shots. 
and that is why they wind up after shooting 33 or 35 percent in the first half they shoot they wind up shooting 44 percent for the game because they got easier shots and a lot of those easier shots were were uh because you know oscar was being uh, they were trying to guard oscar one-on-one but and defensively they fought through screens. They they stayed in front of their man, and and Georgia did the exact opposite. Mm. Georgia shot like fifty five percent in the first half, and and wound up, uh, you know, shooting forty six for the game. So it was it was the exact opposite, and I I don't know how how the coaching staff. Has to tell these kids you got to play this, and, and 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 I will defend my statement that these kids can play. Louie, there's there's four media timeouts. Is a four or five media timeouts a half that last forever? They, I mean, they get to go to the bench and sit there for three minutes. There is no way you can't tell me, I don't care how hard they're playing, that with all of the breaks that a 22-year-old kid or 20 years old or however old they are can't play 40 minutes of basketball. I will defend that to my death. That, that's fine. I, I think we saw evidence last night to the contrary of that. No, Unless, you didn't. No, you didn't. You only saw it because Wallace was in foul trouble the first half. Dan, that's exactly the point. He got a breather, and then he was then he was very fresh at the end of the game. The, the cause of the breather doesn't matter. The fact that he had a breather matters. It's just it's factual. He was fresh at the end of the game. That's just true. And he played very well at the end of the game. Severe Wheeler, on the other hand, can't guard anyone in the lane. It's unbelievable how fast that guy is with the ball, and when he's on defense, how slow he is. <laughs> it's un- it's like it's literally like they tie weights to him. It's like he's a, an apprentice jockey on defense. I mean, they just they throw ten pounds on him. He can't move. It's unbelievable. I, I cannot believe how fast guys just blow by him on defense. It's unbelievable. I- it's remarkable, frankly. Hey, you're preaching to the choir about Severe Wheeler. <laughs> I know. I don't. Well, we are the choir. Uh, <laughs> I- no, but okay. So letter grade for last night then. Uh, first half C minus. Second half B plus. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to be too hyperbolous about last night because I think Georgia is is an okay team. I think they're. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Yesterday you had them covering the spread. I Lewis. did have them cover the spread. You're right, and yeah. I was, and at halftime yeah. I looked like a genius. The um. Uh, I think they're an okay team. They're probably bubble, outside the bubble kind of team, right? Top 70 type of team, right? Um, so I don't want to get over – I don't want to overreact to the win last night. But You're frankly, talking about Georgia. About Georgia. Yeah. Um, and, and so the, the one thing you have to say, though, is the adjustments made at half by Kentucky worked, and they were well-formulated. We haven't said many things like that about the coaching this year, but the coaching last night was very good. Do you, did you did you agree with the technical on Cal being on the floor? Yeah, I did too. Yeah. He was at, <laughs> he was at the three point line. <laughs> he was at the three point line for crying out loud. Was I was afraid he was going to get another one because he. I, I mean, he's out on the floor like that all the time. Yeah, I agreed with it one hundred percent. I like that they've gone to the one shot and then you know return yeah. the ball for possession. Yeah. That's a much better because right. if, if him stepping on the three point line had resulted in two shots and the ball, I mean, it just that's overkill for sure. No, and for so, sure, yeah, for I, sure. 
Yeah. Well, everybody saw it, Louis. Everybody saw it when. Um, and and by the way, by the way, could it get any worse with frickin' frack? And the answer is yes. They put Marty Smith in the mix. Oh my goodness! I thought last night oh, was was the dumbest Jimmy Dykes comment that I've ever heard, which is they should go to the zone. <laughs> Here's <laughs> I mean, tell me, tell me that you cover thirty Kentucky basketball games a year, but you don't pay attention without telling me that you cover thirty a game and don't pay attention. I mean, <laughs> zone defense at UK, what with with Cal? Oh, come on, like it just that was the worst comment I've I've heard from him on this. Yeah, show. and and he uh, he called Cal after the Tennessee game. He talked to Cal on the phone after the Tennessee game. Oh, really? Wow, you're really something, Jimmy. The the one the one I enjoyed was when early in the game, Terry Roberts, uh, the guard for Georgia, was making everything, everything he threw up was going in. Yeah. And, and yep. early in the second half, Dyke said, "Boy, I'm falling in love with this Roberts <laughs> kid." The rest of his shots. <laughs> and, and I don't think he scored the rest of the game. That's so real. But anyway, getting back to my point, everybody saw it when when uh, when Smith interviewed Cal leaving the court at halftime. The first thing Cal said was, "You know, we we got to stop the drive. We got to get in front of the guys. We got to stop the drive." They go to the the uh, the uh, halftime show in the studio, and and Seth Greenberg. They've got. They can't guard the ball. I mean, everybody saw it. I mean, if you didn't know anything about basketball, you saw that. So I, you know, the adjustment was, guys, guard your man, and and that's what I thought was the biggest adjustment at halftime. It's, <laughs> it's interesting. Um, I, apparently, I didn't uh, state my my case about Wallace not playing the full game, and I got corrected by a texture. The the thing about Kentucky on defense when they play this new roster, when they play this new lineup, I should say, excuse me, roster, this new lineup, is it's fun to watch Fredericks try to figure out how to play defense because he didn't have to do it at Iowa. <laughs> like, they just don't play defense <laughs> in Iowa. They don't. They're like, we're going to score 90. If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, Fred McCaffrey will have a meltdown and, and scream at everyone. The, so him trying to take charges, is it's almost like he's taking them for the first time. <laughs> Did you notice? I mean, like, he, he really doesn't know how to set up in the lane for a charge, but he's trying, right? At least there's the freaking effort from – from. I, I honestly don't think they, they, they learn how to do that at Iowa, and I'm not kidding. I'm not trying to be hyperbolous. I'm not trying to make fun of anyone. It, it Literally, I think they don't train in that at Iowa. Yeah, yeah, no. And, <laughs> and, no one la- and, and the other comment I have about last night, sure. and this this isn't coming – from a fan of one team or the other because it was equally atrocious on both ways. But the officiating it was in that night. game it last was night was absolutely awful. Yep. I mean, it was sad. Yep. That I mean, you know, I could point out 20 calls that they – obvious calls that they missed. But when Oscar, the one time <laughs> – 
in the second half, Oscar gets the ball and he doesn't take one step, Louie. Oh, he, yeah. ta- he takes he takes about <laughs> it looked like it looked like remember remember when you were in junior high and they and they tried to teach you how to dance and they started with the box and they started with the box step where you took a step and then and then brought your other foot up and then took another that's what that's what Oscar looked like he was doing. The box step in dancing <laughs> and they didn't call they didn't call a walk and, and everybody on George's team went nuts and they had a real right to but no that the officiating was pitiful I did not night. learn how to dance at school Avery did you learn how to dance at school did you really call a jazz square a box step yeah I didn't know it was a jazz. I, I, when I learned Jazz it, hadn't been invented yet by the time Dan was in school. <laughs> so that's not fair to Dan, number one. No, it was, it, was the it was the box step. I've heard that term before. Thank you. Be kind. No, Thank but you. did you? Uh, what I'm saying is I did not learn how to dance at school. I did go to public school. Did you learn how to dance at school? Yes. I didn't need to. I grew up in dance. Dan, it's called the waltz coming down on the text line. Boy, of course, this is the thing we'll get the text about. Um, the... Uh, I'm, I'm just. It's interesting. I think so. I learned how to type at school, and I had so to pass a typing class. Avery, so did, did you I. have to pass a typing class? Yeah, I had a typing class in okay. junior high, but I already knew how to type before then. Sure, but you still had to do one. Did you learn how to with the little marks that are on F and J yeah. on the keyboard? Yeah, I'm, I still do. I still type like that. Now, Dan, did you have to learn? And I, and I promise this is this is purely a mechanical question. Did you learn, have to learn how to type a little bit more slowly because on a typewriter you could actually get the, I don't even know what they're called, the hammers, like crossed up if you type too fast? I was, in my high school typing class, I was second in the class Damn right. as far as words per minute. Damn right. It's Dennis Kathy Hall. McCullough was number one overrated uh she went d1 but it didn't work out um and so if you've i mean if you've never heard of kathy mccullough that means you weren't paying attention to the typing um recruiting rankings in uh, exactly i was second in my class i'll have you though <laughs> kathy mccullough i love that you know her name she's still a friend to this day is she cute or like how do we remember I mean, like, she was adorable well, there it is All right. but now she's 75 years old <laughs> we, we we've all we've all taken a couple of steps back in the looks department whoa 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 private prime prime sold her own you get out of here you get out of here with that stop it stop it man oh man all right we do have some cal sound here um and uh you know i Let's go to the lineup uh, one here, Avery. The, uh, this is uh, the second sound here. Because I think the lineup has become the talking point, Dan, over the last two games as we've watched that. You know, Wheeler injured on Saturday and then, um, you know, I don't want to say relegated to the bench, but not part of the starting lineup on, on last night. And so uh, here's, uh, here's Cal talking about that run uh, with the new lineup. The only thing I worried about was defensively, and that means you're putting a lot of weight on Jacob to rebound. He did it. So you can play with three guards. If he doesn't do it, you got to have Chris in there rebounding. You have to. We also need a sub for Jacob. Today, it was Lance. We went to the sub uh, with Ugana. Uh, kind of got muscled a little bit. But I, why do you think I put him in? Because they were driving for layups. I thought maybe he'll go block a shot and change the complexion of the game. Um, but I love the dunk. A dude did great again. But the game... 
whether it was he or severe, the game just dictated to me, this is how you got to play this. It's not brain surgery. We were all watching the same thing. Yep. We all are watching the same thing. <laughs> I, I agree with that. And, and if he puts Wheeler and Wallace on the floor at the same time for the rest of the season, I'll be texting him. I'll be I'll, I'll be like Jimmy Darts. I'll be I'll be talking to Cal after the game. Don't play those guys together and you should play more zone. Jimmy Dykes told me. Yeah. Um I yeah. I disagree that Dudu Thero was good last night. He wasn't. Um no. and then, <laughs> which is okay. Yeah, he was he, he, he was last night. What do they call those guys? Uh, seat fillers? You know, like at yeah, the Oscars, yeah. they don't want to show any empty seats. Right. So when somebody gets up to pee, a guy has to go or a gal has to go sit in the seat. That's kind of what Thiero was last <laughs> night. He was he was a seat filler. <laughs> I mean, Anyanso was fine. He's talking about guys that were in the game for one, two, and three minutes. I'm not exaggerating. Yeah, right. And so, uh, no, I, I thought Livingston in the 16 minutes he was in, I thought that drive where he had the left-handed. Big uh, time. Yeah, it was a very Big nice play. Big time drive. Yep, Absolutely. hit both of his free throws. And so little stuff like yep. that where yeah. they don't have to – I don't want to downplay it, but, you know, if they have three, four contributors and then they've got two, three guys that are on the periphery at least – you know, at least helping out, they're going to be fine with teams like Georgia the rest of the way. And so, yeah, yeah absolutely. It, it is obvious to me, and even though even though he was one for eight from the field and took in the first half, took a couple of horrendous shots, mm-hmm. C.J. Fredericks has, has uh, evolved as the leader of this team. And, and the, the, best, the best lineup, and I and I'm talking about you make teams, <clears throat> excuse me, adjust to you. You don't worry about adjusting. And, and Cal's exactly right. When Toppin isn't standing there expecting Oscar to get a rebound, when he goes and gets the ball, and I remember one play last night very distinctly. He went and got the ball and knocked Oscar off of it. And if, if he's playing like that, the best. The best lineup for Kentucky is Toppin, Schwebway, Wallace, Fredericks, and Reeves. Hmm. And I don't think it's even close. Okay. Yeah, so Reeves instead of Livingston? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no, that's fine. Now, no, Livingston Livingston has got to play because he is. but, But, you know, you need more. You need more out of him. He only played 16 minutes, but he had one rebound. He was one for four. That that nice layup move that he made was the only one. Makes both of his free throws, has a block. Uh, But, no, he's not going to have, in the long term, he's not going to have the influence on a game that Reeves is going to have. Texture is saying they 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 enjoy that you uh, that you blow up Jimmy Dykes especially because Dykes is such a UK homer. Um, I mean, yeah, he calls all their games. He should be a UK homer. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, but 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 no, I, I disagree a little bit with okay. the texture. He is a he is a front runner, not a homer. Mm. In the first half. Georgia was the best thing since sliced bread, and Kentucky couldn't do this, and Kentucky couldn't do that. When the game flipped, 
so did Jimmy. <laughs> so, you know, Frack, at, at that point, yes, Frack became a homer for UK. So I would not, I would not so much. Now, the reason is he does all of the UK home games. Yep. And so Kentucky's usually ahead and Kentucky's usually winning. And so, but I wouldn't call him a homer. I'd call him a front runner. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I wonder if they actually pay for a hotel for him or if they just get him an apartment. <laughs> He's in Lexington so damn much. It's unbelievable. Oh man. <clears throat> well, good. No, I mean it's. Uh, I, I think you and I have, have coined a phrase on this show that was a must. Don't lose last night, right? Um, yep. Not a game that you can you can give away. Schedule doesn't get any easier for Kentucky coming up. Obviously, we've talked about it a lot on this show. This is Islin Louie taking you up until noon. Bobby V at noon. Uh, you know, Texas A and M comes to town. A and M is one of those. Where where did they come from? Teams, <laughs> and so they're four and zero in the conference. Twelve and five overall. Just like Georgia. Um, just like Georgia. Georgia does fall to uh, three and two in the conference, but came in three and one, like uh, like Dan just mentioned. So, um, be interesting. You know, I mean, I think Buzz Williams is one of those guys that we all kind of think, oh yeah, he can coach, but we don't respect enough. Is that fair? Like he's not in that like top top tier of coaches. He's in some version of the second or third tier of coaches? Yeah, I, I think that's a fair statement, but I also think it's only because he hasn't had the talent. Where was he, Marquette? Before? Yes, and then at Virginia yeah. Tech, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, I mean, he hasn't had, uh, he, he hasn't had, you know, top 10 recruit class, top 20 recruiting class. And that's an interesting so, job, Texas A&M, because if you can keep kids home in Texas, you can actually get a lot of good players now. Absolutely. Right? And so, yeah, yeah especially being outside yeah. of Houston. and yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting going forward. I mean, that's the team, by the way. I mean, they beat LSU at home by 13. They won at Florida. Um, they beat Missouri by almost – by 18. Um, you know, they just beat South Did Carolina. Did they beat Arkansas? <clears throat> uh, that would have been way earlier in the season. They haven't played Arkansas yet. Okay. Um, All right. Their only losses are, I mean, at at Memphis, they played Boise State uh, on a neutral court. They lost to Murray, and they lost to Colorado early when Colorado was rolling. And so, you know, they lost to Wofford at home. But their last, their, their four SEC games, the only one that's single digits was a road win at Florida. They just went to South Carolina last night and won by 41. Mm. I mean, so this is a, this is a team that, that's that's playing good basketball right now. So this is a, I like this stretch for Kentucky because they're playing good teams that have you know good wins, getting these quad one, quad two opportunities. So I no, it's a advantage gave Alabama everything they wanted for the first I don't know yep. sixteen no, Van, to seventeen no, minutes of that Van, game last yeah, night. Yeah, Vandy Vandy's playing Vandy's playing really well, really well. So uh, let, let let let's play a little uh, what if sure. So on Saturday, Texas A and M comes. Uh, do you think Texas A&M will be a bigger dog than Georgia? No. Pardon the pun. Or do you think the spread will be a single digit? Yeah, it'll be like six and a half. Hmm, okay. Because, I mean, literally their their only single digit game in conference was a road game at, at Florida. So, um, And I get it, Florida's not world beaters. They're 10-7, and 3-2 and two in the conference. But at the same time, I mean, I, I, I think if you're Kentucky and you look at that February 22nd game at Florida – are you penciling it, or excuse me? Are you inking it in as a win? No. I, I, okay. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't ink in uh, any <laughs> win for this team. It is. I mean, it's, uh, are we gonna? Are, uh, you know, it's. Uh, are we gonna get the first half Wildcats last night, or the second half Wildcats? 
I, I don't know. I don't know. But they clearly they clearly seem to have found something with the new uh, the new line of configuration. All right. So I think the only thing we haven't spent a ton of time on is the is is Oscar's performance. I mean, as far as numbers. I mean, this is. You know, we, we you and I go back and forth on NBA guys, and you know the Doncic's and the, you know the, um, the the Jokic's of the world. I mean, this is as good as those. Now I get it; it's a it's a home you know home game against Georgia, but still, I mean, you still got to go get thirty four and twenty seven, um, or thirty seven and twenty four. Gosh, I keep doing that. I don't know why I keep doing that. Over inflating rebounds for a. Uh, Oscar when I don't. Yeah, need you to do don't that. need to do don't that. Don't need to do that. That's right. Yeah. You get plenty. You get plenty all by himself. So. I mean, it, he, he hit a couple he, jumpers last night that that showed development, and if he can keep hitting those down the stretch, they're going to be a better offensive team. Here and here's something uh, I I heard him mention, and this this shows you, Louis, how uh, how badly my life is. Uh, I, I I listened I listened to the first replay last night or yesterday afternoon, oh, yeah. and uh, boy were they having problems. They were off the air for a while, and and uh, it, but I heard I I guess I was on the app, and I heard every word of everything they were saying. But people were you know good texting in and said they ought, they they ought to call it first tank. <laughs> dead air but anyway um they brought it up and this was the first time i'd heard it and that was that on monday night uh cal kind of called oscar out and and said uh you know he's he's not spending as much time in the gym as he did last year and uh and uh i i think i think we saw oscar's response to that last night you got to be careful when you do things like that because you know you got to know the personalities, and Oscar is a warrior, and Oscar is the type of person uh, has the character, the personality, uh, the heart that you can call him out, and he's going to respond like he did last night. Now you might call a call out somebody else, and they'll just melt in front of your eyes. And I think Cal Cal took a calculated uh, approach. And I think he was absolutely right because he got the response that he wanted. At halftime, it didn't look like such a good approach. He's four, four. Well, he still had. He was having a rough shooting night, and then uh, it, it looked really smart at the end of the game. It, it, Bobby yeah. V talks about this actually. He says, "You know, one of the the things we do with coaches is a one point game at the end, and your team has the ball, and the ball's in the air to win the game." And all the coaches, all everyone's thinking is good coach, bad coach, good coach, bad coach, good coach, bad coach. Because if it misses, he's a bad coach. If it goes in, he's a good coach. And and so it was a little bit of that last night where, I mean, I, I think you're probably right that Oscar has the demeanor that he's going to take those kinds of comments in stride and go, you know what? Coach is probably right. I probably need to be in the gym an yeah. extra half hour every day. And, and, and just to show you what I'm talking about, uh, Oscar a couple weeks ago called out his teammates. Right. And said, you know, we got to play. If if they're not going to fight, we got to play the walk-ons. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Cal said, "Well, now last night, Cal said, now you don't understand. Oscar s- speaks six languages, and <laughs> and English is probably his sixth, and he doesn't understand exactly what he's saying. Baloney. Totally. Oscar knew exactly what he was saying, but Cal." knowing that some of these teammates, if they get called out, will just completely stop, 
had to had to make Oscar apologize. I if I was Oscar, there's no way in the world I would apologize for that statement because he was 100% on point. But you know, you can't hurt any feelings now. You got to make sure the guys, you know, rally around this. And so, Oscar, you have to apologize to your teammates. But you know, at at least at least Cal's smart enough to know who you can whip and who you have to pat on the back. Did Oscar not know what he was saying last night in the post game when he said, "I'm back"? No, he. he l- had let no me idea, tell right? you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> this is this is a bright kid. This kid knows exactly what he's saying. I agree. Don't give me that. I, I agree with you 100%. Don't uh, give me that baloney. Texter saying, uh, when you get that $3 million, you're probably not going to work as hard. I, I, I absolutely think that's part of it. You, you are much more on the NIL is affecting the game train than I am. But in this case, it seems like a very obvious case where a guy like Oscar Shibway gets his gets his money and then the – Time in the gym goes down as well. Louis, that, that's human nature. A hundred percent, it is. Yes. That's human 100% nature. Is, I mean, yes. that's why when you're when you're a, a GM of a professional team, you have to be very careful when you start, you know, doling out these. Uh, you know, I look at Murray in in. God, we both uh, thought the same in, exact thing. In, yes. in Arizona, <laughs> I, I think I think when he got his deal, he retired that day. <laughs> So you got to be very careful because that's, I mean, any of us, you know, you got it made. I don't have to work as quite as, quite as hard as I'd had to. All right, Esselin Louis here. We're taking you up until noon. A reminder, Louisville does play today. They host Pittsburgh. We will talk about that game in the next segment. All that's over on our uh, Across the Hall, 93.9, uh, back in action, 5.30 pregame, 7 o'clock play-by-play, 9.30 Coors Light postgame show, Ethan Moore. All that on your home for the cards, 93.9, and on the app. So make sure that you are tuned in for all of the – the good coverage over there. Uh, we will do bologna or salami at 11. Our friend Caitlin Free will call at 11.15. We will talk about that late pick four or late pick five carryover, 32 grand, sitting in the kitty, uh, ready for you at Turfway Park tonight. And, Dan, did you see the sequence? I did. It's a very good sequence. Two two maiden races, two allowance races, and then a, uh, maiden, a maiden claimer. Yeah. yeah to, to, <clears throat> excuse me, to, cl- uh, to uh, close it out. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, it's great. Four Great super high-level races. There's literally, um, I haven't quite done the math. Four, that's 140, 220, um, oh, man, uh, 290. I mean, there's over $300,000 in that purses alone in the late pick five. So, um, at, yeah. at Turfway Park in January. On a Wednesday. Who would have figured? Who would have figured? Oh, man. First hour of the show brought to you by our friends at Kentucky Tourism, kentuckytourism.com. Never too early to check out the spring and summer happenings around the state. Whenever you do uh, plan a trip within the state, we ask you to start at kentuckytourism.com. On the other end, U of L host Pitt. Uh, Lamar and the Baltimore stuff getting interesting. And the Cowboys are staying with their kicker. I'm actually really interested in that story. We'll talk about it next year on 680-1057. This segment with Dan Issel and Louis Rabot is presented by KentuckyTourism.com. And welcome back. 
This is Issel and Louie on ESPN 680 105.7. As the man just told you, this hour of the show is brought to you by Kentucky Tourism. When you're ready to explore the outdoors, there's no better place than home. Hike, bike, paddle, fish, or even venture deep underground, this is Kentucky. Come see for yourself. Plan your getaway today at KentuckyTourism.com. All right, so uh, Dan does not know the spread for the Pitt L game. You have not seen it, correct? No, um, All right, somebody so. somebody left it off of my uh, show sheet. I did this, this on purpose. So oh, okay. I want you to guess, and I will s- slide it on the show sheet now so we can see it in a minute. Um, I'm going to give you a spread, and you tell me if, it, if the actual spread is higher or lower. Are you ready? Okay. All right. Ten and a half, Pittsburgh. Now, I'm guessing Pitt's favored. Pitt favored by ten and a half. Is, uh, the line that I'm giving you, is it um, lower than that, or is it uh, – so, in other words, is it like nine or is it yeah, 11? Uh, Pitt, uh, Pitt's had some impressive wins. I'm going to say it's higher than that. So, like an 11 kind of number? Yeah. It is nine and a half. Really? How about that? So, Blankenbaker went on record this morning. He thought it, this was a one of two ways kind of game. Either UofL wins or they get... They get run. <laughs> they lose by 20, something like that. Um, and I, unfortunately, I think that's kind of going to be their season the rest of the way. Uh, I, I think I've got one, uh, one team. I, I obviously do not follow the University of Louisville schedule, but I think if they play them, especially if they play them at home, I think I have a team they can beat. Okay. Hang on. Let me see if they're on the schedule because I'm going to guess. Okay. Boston College? Nope. Georgia Tech? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes. They get Georgia Tech on the road on February 25th and at home on February 1st. February 1st. Are you going to be in town on February 1st? Uh, I uh, Late. I get in late that night. Like after 7 o'clock? Uh, yes. Dang. Okay. I was going to say. And even if it was before, I, I would say after. Because <laughs> I ain't going to that. <laughs> it could be funny to watch people miss layups, Dan. Come on. <laughs> they will win. That's that's my matchup predictor. They will win February first against Georgia. There's going to be a matchup predictor on it. So hang on, let me click on it. What do you think the matchup predictor is for the Yellow Jackets and the Cardinals? Uh, in, in in the Yum Center. In the Yum Center. Uh, Cardinals fifty one percent. Cardinals thirty <laughs> percent. Thank God UK has won two games in a row. I mean, just we were on the we were on the edge of the abyss, Dan. We were on the edge of the abyss for these local teams. Just the the abyss. I mean, just the absolute abyss. A B Y S S. The abyss. Just the the bottom. Like we were just about to fall off into a free fall of two months of terrible basketball. No, we were <laughs> about to have a not one Kentucky team Make the damn qualify for the NCAA tournament. I mean, just the abyss. I, I'm so yep. glad that this got yep. turned around. At yep. least it looks like it. Um, but yeah, now the matchup predictor for that game is 70-30 for, uh, for Georgia Tech, who is 7-10, uh, no, 8-10 on the season, 1-4 away from Atlanta. They got they got beat by somebody at home last night pretty good. NC State by 12. Yeah. Yep. And before that, they lost uh, to Pitt by 11, and they lost at Notre Dame in OT, and then they lost at Florida State and Florida State. Um, God, 
Florida State's bad, but they just went up to Notre Dame. And I saw that and Notre beat Dame them part. handily. <laughs> yeah, beat were, them handily. They fucked them. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> the bottom they, of the ACC not so great. This is no. again, again, like we talked about with Louisville football. It's a shame that they they were in a down cycle with football this year and in a down cycle with basketball this year because the league is not great. No, so the wins no. are there, right? I mean, yeah. you know, just yeah. any kind of. Oh man. Any now, kind I don't of care what the predictor said. I'm sticking by my guns. Louisville wins February 1st. Let's go. Let's go. That's right. All right. Hey, do you have the uh, the sound? Is, do we have Kenny uh, Payne sound about uh, BHH? Um, oh, I guess we don't. He essentially gave a Calipari answer. Do you know the, the Cal go-to when, he, when someone's hurt? Dan, do, uh, do you know I haven't talked to the haven't talked to the doctors yet. I haven't seen him. That's right. And Kenny <laughs> Payne essentially said they're like, "Hey, what's going on with Brendan Huntley Heffield?" He was like, "Oh, you know, I don't know exactly." <laughs> it was wait the most Catholic wait, ever. Wait, wait oh. a second. You're the head coach, and you don't come on, it's come the, on, it's Kenny. The, it's the cow move. No, come on. That's what we learned from. Come on, Kenny. I love it. <laughs> they just lie to us. I love it. Oh man. Oh, any can uh, any can pain sound you do want to hear, Dan? On a lack of um, resilience, we've never talked about that, or um, how college basketball. You know what? No. Let, let's talk about him wanting to use the portal for next season. The second sound there, um, because this is, I think, for a lot of fans, the biggest complaint they have is is the roster itself and the fact that they didn't get players in the off season in the way that I think a lot of fans thought they would. And so let's go ahead and hear uh, how he responds to those. It is something that. Most high school kids don't understand, or most guys that they're in their own world, and then they come to a place where there is this great history, and they have no clue about it. Well, it's on us to make sure we talk about the history of this program and the great players and what made Louisville Louisville or whatever school it is. We it's it's on us, and a lot of times, okay, I was going to say, soon forget. That's, that's was that over the air. Did yeah. You, did you go over the air with that, Avery? No? Okay. So Avery played clip three instead. I actually – let me have a quick conversation with Dan about what he just said there. Do you think – do you think Kaysen Wallace should know Dan Issel's history at Kentucky? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, I was I was hoping you were going to explain it to me because I think that's not true. Um, and no, so, <laughs> no, no, and 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 you know it. You know, I've this said is so it hard. It's so hard I, to say. I've said it a hundred times. These kids don't ha- care what happened fifty years ago. Right. They don't care what happened five months ago. Right. They're into what is going to happen to me mm. and and how quickly is it going to happen and you know that's what when 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 the the couple of occasions that i've had to to speak to the uh uk basketball team and certainly not not this year but uh the the couple of occasions you know cal has to go down the litany of my career because no, no nobody ever heard of me and 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 that was 50 years ago nobody's heard of the guys that played nobody's heard of Jack Givens well maybe Jack now that he does the color nobody's heard of Kenny Walker I, I just got a funny text from Rusty Arnold uh who by by the way has the morning line favorite in the first race of the pick 5 tonight at at Turfway um, and Rusty, Rusty always teases me because uh, Louis Dampier 
is his favorite UK player. <laughs> he he grew up he grew up when Louis was there. And he he loves Louis, and so he just sent me a text and said, "Did Louis ever get twenty four rebounds?" <laughs> <laughs> but but no no no. That, so I this mean, is the interesting thing because there's so much emphasis with with pain about the history of the program and and the guys being aware of the history of the program and you know when he was hired oh we need to get, we need to get someone who's a legacy guy and and all this stuff there's so much emphasis on it and instead what we need to just say out loud is we need to do that with fans because exactly. when it's not that's going, who it's for when when it's not going well we need those people to still yeah, give money bingo. and buy tickets and whatever else but the players no, we need that money from the fans so that the facilities can be awesome <laughs> and you take advantage of the past history of the program that way by having yeah. people who watched it happen give you money. Not by telling players, hey, you know, there was this guy Purvis and um, he was really tall and uh, really good as a freshman and uh, you can be like him and they're going to be like, when was that? Prior to Louis Rabot's birth? No, I, you're what? absolutely right. You're absolutely right, Louie. This when, when you start talking about the history of of any program, that's 100 percent for the fans. Yes, because if you get if you if you brought in if they could get a recruit to visit, I, I seemingly they can't even do that. But if they could get a recruit to visit, and and you gave <laughs> them a questionnaire and said. What what are the items? What what are the what are the things that you are looking for uh, at, when when you decide on the history of the program might not make the top ten. Oh yeah, and, right. Yeah, I mean they don't care about that stuff. I will say it was the thing that stood out at Mike's memorial was that obviously they were under clear directive, but not a single guy ever got their phone out. Yeah. Like, all yeah. the guys were there, and they actually paid attention. And I, I think yeah. that, you know, for Cal, that was like, look, <laughs> this guy really mattered to me. Please don't get your phones out. Um, and uh, But, no, that was – that was it stood out because the guys were paying attention and that they were all there, right, and, and learning yeah. about the history of the program. Well, but, now, but to be but, fair, many of them had known him through the broadcasting side. Yes, so, yeah. yes, so. yeah. But, um, no, I, I, and I thought that was very cool. That, But uh, if – let, let me ask you this. Okay. Let me ask you this. If Cal gave them a choice and said, now you can go to Mike's memorial service. You you remember Mike. He was the guy that yeah. did the radio broadcast. You, you know who I'm talking about. If you can go to Mike's memorial service or you can stay in your room and play on your Xbox, how many guys do you think would have been at the memorial service? Here's what I think would have happened. I think the two or three guys that were really close with Mike would have said, hey, let's all go. Let's all go. And you would have had the same attendance as if. Well, I hope you're right. I think that's what would have happened. I hope you're right. I might be wrong. Well, that's fair. I mean, you're, you're, not, you're not totally out of line there guessing, you know, that, that <laughs> 10 out of 15 would have stayed back and played Call of Duty or whatever. But, like, I, I think that there was enough around that where, you know, a couple guys be like, hey, man, you remember Mike? He came on all the trips with us and blah, 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 and all this. You know, I, I, think, I, I think that's what would have happened. I hope so. Yeah. Well, you I asked the depressing so. question, not me. Huh? <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, okay. Uh, does, uh, All right, does, do you have does, that sound out does, does thumbs Does thumbs still have, uh, have, number, two, have number two ready? I was looking at two. Talk about and then my fingers not with... hitting the keys on the typewriter. Hey, Come on, thumbs. I was looking number at number two, and then number three played instead. Yeah, I also yeah, right. Blame, blame it on the equipment. She's she's a, a little Avery Patino over there. I accept responsibility for the computer's mistake. <laughs> Go ahead, play number two. But one, I think the landscape of college basketball has changed with the portal. I think that if you can take kids that come from mid-major programs or any other program, and let's say they were stars at a mid-major or middle of the road guys, fourth, fifth guys at a pretty good school, and now they come to your school. And they've had two or three years of lifting weights, running, understanding concepts and the toughness that it takes to play in this league. And you put them against a high school kid who hadn't seen what college basketball is, the pace of the game, the strength of the players, how hard they play, how hard they run. And they've been in high school being really good, dominant players in high school, it just not quite transferred over until the pace of this game. There's an adjustment period that happens. And when you look at it, you see that, like, you understand why good programs are going in the portal to get players because it's an instant way, if you get the right players, to become better, to make a jump in your program. So is that a process that is already underway for next season? Of course, I have to look at every single option of how I make this better, and um, that's definitely one of them. Yeah, he he better be looking at the portal because if he doesn't, then next season will be as disastrous as this season. Now, I, I would I, I would argue one point with him, and that is uh, that if you get an exceptional high school player. I mean, an exceptional high school player. Um, he can come in and, and make a difference right away. I mean, you look around. Look at uh, Filipowski at, at Duke. Oh, Miller in Alabama. I mean, Miller absolutely. in Alabama. Yep, no question. Um, yep. the, the kid at Ohio State. I mean, if you get a really top recruit, he can come in. But looking at the recruits that they have coming in next year uh, so far, and no, they don't have a freshman coming in that's going to make – that that isn't going to have an adjustment period. That isn't going to make a a contribution right off the bat. So he better be in the portal and and forget about these mid majors. He better be in the portal looking for Power Five conference guys. Too. Yes. Uh, yep. Because if he doesn't, then it's going to be as disastrous as this year is. I think it could be worse. How could it be worse? I think Louis? it could be worse because they wouldn't have an LLS. Oh, I think it would be worse. I'm not kidding. Hmm. Everyone thinks you're at the bottom. You're not. You're not. It can get worse. <laughs> I, I, I think people assume last year was the bottom. It can get worse. <laughs> I can get worse. I'm just telling you. I don't. I don't wish it what's to be worse. What's the uh, it What's get the get in? What's the get in price for U of L and Pitt tonight? Lewis? I will be honest, um, Avery. I'm going to have you look it up. My computer is uh, on the fritz. And so, oh, uh, man, we got everybody blaming the computer. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I, I, well, what's, uh, wrong with that? what's wrong with that place? The first replay can't even get on the air yesterday? What's going on? <laughs> That's a good question. You we got mice chewing through the cords, or what's happening down there? 
Who knows at this point? <laughs> I hope it's just mice. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> Might be that rat pulling that piece of pizza. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's good. Uh, good pull by you. All right. So the get-in price tonight. I don't know if it's going to show up on my phone. Um, I have it. All right, go Avery. I'm going to guess um, eleven dollars. Dan, uh, fourteen. Okay. If we're going by verified uh, resale, yeah. it'll be ten dollars. Ten bucks. Okay. Ooh, good guess, Lou. Yeah, I went over though. If this was Price is Right, I'd lose, Dan. <laughs> it's not good. Hey, most tickets are right around eleven dollars for Louisville games this year. Yeah, that's fair. So yeah. it's it's a good guess. Probably just going to keep going to Bellarmine games for five. Hey, uh, madam, have you been to a U of L basketball game this year? Oh no, they're they're no. always when I either have stuff happening or I am absolutely exhausted. That's such a lie! You don't have anything N- happening. No, I do things <laughs> after work, especially the Tuesday games. That's such a lie! Stop lying. I do have stuff. Yesterday, I pulled a fifteen-hour day between here and elsewhere. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. It was a very long day yesterday. Yeah, yeah, like a long I day. didn't get home till like eleven o'clock. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. I didn't stop watching the Kentucky basketball game until eleven o'clock. It was a very difficult evening. I think I, I it didn't get over till almost eleven thirty. <laughs> right? It was so late. Yeah. I said Cal, Cal went in his press his post game press conference and said only a couple of questions. What is it like midnight? <laughs> and it probably was close at that point. Yeah. Well, plus he doesn't want to talk to us anymore, so it no. is what it is. No. All right, so we'll get to bologna or salami next. Uh, Caitlin Free from Turfway will join us at 11.15. We'll do uh, you know about 10 minutes of handicapping there. Try to pick off some of that $32,000. Maybe Rusty can tell us if that horse is live tonight because second-time starter. I'll text him. Second-time starter that finished by lost by a half length this first time out is, is enticing as a, as a shorter version of that ticket. So, um, yeah, text him. See if Rusty's got a feeling right, on that. Because he, he, right. he and Fernando are 0 for 5 this year at Turfway. So, just saying. Not even hit the board. Just saying. Get it together. Let's go, Rusty. <laughs> All right. Take us to break, Dan. <laughs> All right. This, this hour of the show is brought to you by Kentucky Tourism. It's never too early to start making those plans for the summer vacation. Or if you'd like something to do in the next month or two, uh, you need to go to Kentucky Tourism. They've got everything there you need to know. Don't go to the airport. Don't get your flight canceled. Don't be uh, uh, sitting on the tarmac for three hours. Take a drive to a really nice spot in the bluegrass state. Plan your getaway today at KentuckyTourism.com. Tired of eating the same homemade meals over and over again? Want to switch it up? LocallyOwnedDelivery.com safely brings the restaurants to you. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner, they'll bring it to you. Delivery.com delivers some of the finest restaurants in Metro Louisville. Miss going out to eat but still want to support your favorite restaurants? Delivery.com has got you covered. Use promo code order now for $10 off your next order. Sit back, relax. Your meal's on its way. Delivery.com. We bring the restaurants to you. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Injured in a car accident? Visit 
SueDistractedDriver.com. <laughs>